Mon. We thank God for bringing us into, um, you know, the last month and the first quarter of 2022. So the year is gradually rolling by again. We thank God for his mercies. We thank God for his, you know, for his loving kindness. Let's just pray. Father, we thank you for this morning. We give you praise and glory. We thank you for this time together. Thank you, Father, for um, we're able to share your word and we're edified, we're strengthened in the name of Jesus. Thank you, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. So this morning, I'd just like to share with us, you know, something around the efficacy of God's word. Hallelujah. You know, um, yeah, the efficacy of God's word. You know, efficacy usually comes to mind for us in the medical field, you know, when uh, we talk about the use of drugs. So when a drug is to be used, you want to know whether the drug is efficacious or not. And what does that actually mean? It means that the drug has the ability to produce a desired result. So if you're taking paracetamol, you know, maybe for headache or something, and you want that headache to disappear, when you take the paracetamol and the headache disappears, you say, oh, the paracetamol works. So it's efficacious in that sense. So, you know, this morning we're talking about God's word. Hallelujah. And we're talking about the ability of God's word to produce a desired or intended result. You know, so God's word has the ability. God's word is energized in itself to produce desired results. Hallelujah. You know, so we're going to just be reminding ourselves around that this morning. Okay, so basically, there is a story that we are very familiar with in the Bible, and I'm going to be reading, you know, I'm going to be reading it to us this morning. That's what we're going to be sharing from, and that's uh, the story of David and Goliath. You know, even children love that story. You know, they like the fact that, oh, there's a David, a small boy, and then there's a Goliath, a very tall person. Hallelujah. You know, so that's what we're going to be sharing about this morning, to actually emphasize that God's word is efficacious. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes we need to delve into the audacity in the Old Testament to really, you know, to come from that perspective, to realize what we have in Christ Jesus. You know, imagine that those guys only had the old covenant. They didn't have Jesus. They had as much as they could know or understand by, you know, by their walk with God in that limited fashion. You know, how much more you know, this time where it is a time of the new covenant where we have Jesus. And so sometimes it's important to really come from that perspective, you know, to really look at it and like, whoa, this person did this. So that means that I can do much more because I have Christ Jesus. You know, I remember last um, two weeks ago uh, when I heard something in the news or somebody posted it. And it was actually about my mom's village, about a particular man that was kidnapped. And the man was kidnapped, and um, yeah, even it was actually on the news, and that um, he was a chief, and he was kidnapped, and that the man, while the um, guy slept off, he walked away, you know, from their midst. Like, they were obviously going to demand for ransom and all of that, but the guy walked away while they were sleeping. And I later found out from my dad that the man is actually a very top babalawo in that place, in that sense, you know, herbalist or chief priest, whatever. You know, and I could just imagine how that the guy had blown something to them and made them fall asleep or done something to them and made them fall asleep. And he walked away from their midst and he was fine. And I was like, wow, how much more believers? Do you understand? Imagine that they carried a chief that they didn't know. So imagine a child of God, you know, 
what we actually have. I'm sure that guy was conscious of what he had. It was like, pay him a babalao, they will carry him into that whatever. And I'm sure he told them that they didn't know what they were dealing with or whatever. Do you get like, these guys don't even know who, who they are dealing with. But imagine us as believers. And sometimes, you know, we are faced with Goliaths of life and then we chicken out. Do you get, you know, but that's not how it's meant to be. So, but God's word, we need to be convinced that the word that we believe actually works we need to understand that the word that we hold on to the word that we have actually works you know that that word is able to do anything that word is able to change things it's able to transform situations so let me quickly read first samuel chapter 17 you know and i want us to just you know just follow it's a long read but i'm just going to be breaking at some point you know to just um draw some lessons from it so from verse one, it says, now the Philistines gathered together their armies to battle and were gathered together at Shoko, which belonged to Judah and pitched between Shoko and Azekah in Ephes Damin. And Saul and the men of Israel were gathered together and pitched by the valley of Elah and set the battle in array against the Philistines. Okay, now let me skip to verse four. And it says, and there went out a champion out of the camp of the Philistines. I want you to follow the description, okay? Named Goliath of Gath. Imagine that, that kind of introduction, like, ah, the champion comment, a champion is here. So there went out a champion out of the camp of the Philistines, named Goliath of Gath, whose height was six cubits and a span. And he had a helmet of brass upon his head. And he was armed <clears throat> with a coat of mail and the weight of the coat was 5,000 shekels of brass. And he had greaves of brass upon his legs and a target of brass between his shoulders. And the staff of his spear was like a weaver's beam and his spear's head weighed 600 shekels of iron and one bearing his shield went before him. Hallelujah. Imagine from verse 4 to verse 7, they were describing one man, describing all the weapons that he had, describing how he was well braced, like well, how he was ready, set, you know, for the battle. And in fact, a guy, um, another one went before him. Imagine, maybe to announce his presence and all of that. And he stood and cried out, that's verse 8, unto the armies of Israel and said unto them, why are you come out to set your battle in array? I'm not I a Philistine. Imagine the boast. I'm not I a Philistine and his servants to Saul. Now choose you a man for you and let him come down to me. If he be able to fight with me and to kill me, praise God. You know, you know, a lot of times when things come at us, they are like that Goliath. Oh, we pay attention to the details of how it looks. Oh, it has gone this bad. Oh, what if it goes that bad? Oh, then it will go like this. And then we are describing it. We have all the pictures in our head and we're worried sick about how this thing will turn out. And we're, 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 we're enlarging it in our minds. Imagine that description. I mean, if it was you, like, you know? So imagine that kind of description. That's a description that the devil and our mind sometimes gives to challenges and situations that actually come before us. You know, <clears throat> but what happened? Okay, verse 10, and the Philistines said, I defy the armies of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together, all right? And the Bible says that when Saul and all Israel heard those words of the Philistine, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. They were greatly, greatly, greatly afraid. In fact, it was actually said, you know, along the line that he was there, okay, verse 
16. And the Philistine drew near morning and evening and presented himself 40 days. Imagine 40 good days of hearing fearful things, of seeing a scary man, of, of looking at someone who was well guarded. And imagine that the people that were actually there were also armies, you know, but they kept looking at this man. He kept, you know, making himself look really big which is really what happens. You know, I remember um, Pastor Tosin said something, I, I think it was last week, and he was like, you know, that sometimes some of us are going to be very amazed when we see the devil in that sense, like face to face. Like, this tiny thing, and you're disturbing life, and you're making things happen like this. Like, the devil is really tiny. But of course, he has to make himself really big. You know, somehow that's, uh, we say that people who are relatively summarized in height, there are people who have big mouths, you know, because they don't want to be intimidated, you know, apologies to that. But I mean, you know, just trying to say that sometimes the really tiny things look big to us so that we can actually see that oh no we don't underestimate them and we don't underrate them hallelujah but you know so having said all of that having described everything and then of course we know that david went ahead david went to give food to his brothers um, upon his father's instruction and then his elder brother was angry with him like you this boy you have come again you know who are you so what's your own i know the naughtiness of your heart you are very mischievous and all of that and then you know, the Bible says that also David left him and they went on to talk to other people and was like, you know, what, 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 who is this person? What is he saying? What is this thing? Okay. And the Bible says in verse 27 that, and the people answered him after this manner, so shall he be done to the man that killeth him. Okay. Now, um, verse 31, and when the words were heard, which David speak, they rehearsed them before Saul and he sent for him. And David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail because of him thy servant will go and fight with this Philistine. Hallelujah. You know, imagine David looking very small. In fact, that was actually what struck Saul. So I was like, you're not able to go against this Philistine to fight with, for you are but a youth. And he, a man of war from his youth, like your CVs don't match. You know, your, your, uh, your profiles do not match. <laughs> you are far less than this guy, okay? But David knew something that other people didn't know. All right, he knew that what he had, what he believed in, that word, that relationship with God was able to produce a desired and intended result. Hallelujah. You know, have you written an exam before and you felt or you said like, ah, hey, this exam, and they've told you that it's very tough. You know, this exam, uh, people who pass it are very few, usually. And you go in and you're like, hey, God, am I going to pass or am I going to fail? But, you know, when you get to that level or to that extent or to that point that David got to, you're telling yourself that, no, it's either I pass or I pass. I am not going into this exam to fail. I am going in to pass. In fact, you know, even if they have to change scores in that sense, like even, I mean, for an exam you've prepared for, that you've gone ahead for, you're like, see, even if something has to change, something will change and I'm going to pass this exam. You know, so you know that what you believe, what you've come to believe is so strong, it's so efficacious that no matter the circumstances, it's going to work. No matter the outcome, you know, that God's word works, hallelujah, regardless of the outcome. You know what that outcome will be. But even when that outcome is seeming like, oh no, this is not really what I intended or what I expected, you know, we know that God's word always works, hallelujah. You know, 
So verse 35 says, um, of course, David said, now giving his own profile. See, I might not have been a, um, a war person from my, I mean, I'm, I might still be a young person, but this is what I know. You know, that thy servant kept his father's sheep, and there came a lion and a bear, and took a lamb out of the flock. And I went out after him, and smote him, and delivered it out of his mouth. And when he arose against me, I caught him by his beard, and smote him, and slew him. All right, that was his own profile. Oh, you might not even have anything, you might not have come through a circumstance or a situation that is as bad as what someone or what you are facing or what you faced in recent times. In fact, a lot of things are actually happening around the world that sincerely we just need to hold on to God's word and know that, see, this word that we've come to believe, this word that we know, it actually works. Let me quickly take us, you know, before um, I continue with that story, let me quickly take us to Deuteronomy, to Deuteronomy chapter 4. And I'm going to read verse eight and verse nine. This was actually Moses, you know, talking to the people. You know, like I said, it's sometimes we need to we need to understand the audacity of the guys in the Old Testament and realize that we have a far better covenant, you know, and that this covenant makes available to us far more things than they even enjoyed in the Old Testament. Hallelujah. Deuteronomy chapter four, you know, verse eight. Um, okay, so it says, and what nation is there so great that has statutes and judgment so righteous as all the law which I said before you this day? Oh, what nation, oh, what people have as much of this word, have the opportunity to have these incorruptible, efficacious word of God as we who are believers, who have received Jesus, who are bona fide children of the most high God. Hallelujah. And verse 9 says, only take heed to thyself and keep thy soul diligently, lest thou forget the things which your eyes have seen, unless they depart from your heart all the days of your life. But teach them thy sons and thy sons sons hallelujah that's our responsibility we have to hold it dearly to our heart oh it's not just that cold snack daily or cold snack one cold snack weekly that we'll just take and then we'll just go on you know we need to deliberately feed on god's word we need to deliberately put god's word in our hearts because that's the word that works imagine david narrating his experience okay you know and my emphasis is on this verse 8 of that Deuteronomy 4 that what nation is there so great you know, what nation is there so great? You know, I remember um, I was having a conversation with my husband um, some time ago, and I was talking about Jew, Jews, like the present day Jews. If you hear them talk, you can hear that pride in quotes in their, in their, in their voice, like, ah, we are Jews. Nothing happens to us. We are Jews. You know, that kind of, that kind of courage, that kind of, um, um, you know, understanding. It says, what nation is there so great? Oh, what people, what people is there so great as we, as believers, as children of God, who have the word of God that remains true, who have the word of God that produces the desired results always, not sometimes, hallelujah. So God's word works, God's word works, regardless of circumstances. And God wants us to operate with such audacity as believers, you know, such audacity that David manifested. Verse 37 of First um, Samuel 17 says, David said, moreover, the Lord that delivered me 
out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. Glory to God. You know, we need to get a point in our eyes when we're faced with a seeming Goliath that is so mighty that you can describe with all the describables, everything that is possible. And you're looking at it and you're looking at your God and you're like, see, my father God is so big, he cannot be described. My father God is so mighty that this situation, this thing, no matter how long it has lasted, I mean, they, the Goliath was going before them, before David even showed up for 40 days, 40 days. That's a month and 10 days. Imagine that, all right? So it doesn't matter how long it has lasted. Imagine the reports of the fearful armies of Israel to David at that time when he was going around, like, what's going on? They're like, ah, come and see this kind of man. Okay, we have seen this. Then they would have been hearing reports. Maybe armies of the Philistines would have even been telling them, hey, you guys don't know the profile of this guy. You only know that he's a warrior from his youth. Let me tell you the kind of things, the kind of people, what he has been doing with the people that he has killed or captured and all of that. You know, and the stories can keep going on and on like that. Different issues different circumstances, but you, we must get to a point where we are so audacious and we just know that, see, <laughs> this thing is going to work for me. This word is working for me. Hallelujah. And you're recalling the, the, the relatively even tiny issues that you've had before and God delivered you from. Oh, you're hearing the relatively or seemingly small things that God delivered you from. And you're looking at it like the God who delivered me from that. Oh, he's going to do that for me. Glory to God. We're such a blessed people. We're believers. We're not doubters. We're such wonderful chosen people that see nothing happens to us by chance because we are believers we're children of god and we have to carry that in our heart carry it in our minds not just in our heart but in our minds that we know that we are protected oh we know that no matter the lack that god takes care of us we know that regardless of situation and circumstances god will always come through for us hallelujah sometimes you might even want to cry you might cry because of the situation but make sure that your heart stays firm on god's word hallelujah you're looking at the circumstance where he's making you cry oh tell that circumstance that god comes true for you because god's word is efficacious god's word is true glory to god hallelujah so if there are things that you want to you know to be addressed and all of that in your life obviously what do we do um you know, Moses again gave an instruction in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 6, which is something that we must pay attention to as believers, as parents, and we must make sure we do this. Okay, Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 6, it says, and these words which I commanded this day shall be in your hearts, shall be in your hearts. And thou shalt teach them diligently, not by casual, not, not, not a casual thing, you know, not by chance. Thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children and shall talk of them when thou sittest in your house and when thou walkest by the way and when thou liest down and when thou risest up. 
and thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thy hand, and they shall be as frontlets before your eyes. In fact, you shall write them upon the post of thy house and upon the gates. Glory to God. Like you're not giving chance to doubt. You're putting everywhere you're looking and you're looking at God's word. Everywhere you turn, you're looking at God's word. Everywhere you look to, everywhere you face, you're just seeing God's word. And you're reminded that this word is efficacious. This word is mighty. This is instruction. This is an instruction for us, not just for us, but to also teach our children, to teach the people that God has committed into our hands, to put God's word in our heart, not just in our hearts, in our mouth, not just in our mouth, before our faces, hallelujah, through all the gates, you know, into our minds. We're flooding them. Oh, we're hearing God's word. You know, you're putting God's word, you're playing messages, you're, you're searching for scriptures, you're searching for messages, and you're putting them even when you are asleep you're playing the messages you're listening to them your spirit is awake and listening to those scriptures you know so it's not time you know it's not a time for us to just slack for each uh, or a time for us to just keep sleeping but the bible says awake unto righteousness glory to god awake hallelujah the bible says that you know darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness upon on the people. Say, but the Lord shall arise upon you. Glory to God. It's time for us to arise and shine, regardless of you know what is going on. You know, this is a new month, and yo, it's it's amazing that okay, we've not been through this month before, but God has gone ahead of us to make all the crooked places straight. So you're already declaring the end from the beginning. You're already declaring. Why do we declare concerning our day? We are channeling the course of our day. So we can also always go ahead to channel the cost of the month, the channel, the cost of the rest of the year, and decide what happens with respect or in accordance to God's word. Hallelujah. And we say that, oh, God has said it. I believe it. And that settles it. Amen. We're chosen generation. We have God's word that never fails. So what do we do? We must guard our souls. We must guard our hearts and we must take it to ourselves. Amen. And we must continue in that audacity. We must continue in that consciousness that see nothing happens to us by mistake nothing happens to us by chance because we know that god's word always works that thing must register in our heart it must register in our head it must register in our ears it must register in our eyes in our bodies and we're telling ourselves god's word comes true for me it always does it always does and this is a time in our lives, a time in history or a time around that, you know, yes, when COVID-19 came over, we're like, yeah, we need to stay on God's word and all that. We're seeing an increasing need to stay on God's word like never before. We can't just afford to be busy and just be busy with everything that happens or, or you know, the things that happen in our lives or the things that happen around us or our day-to-day activities, but we have to deliberately, continually, consistently put God's word in our eyes, put God's word in our ears, put God's word in our mouth, put God's word through our eyes. Like we're putting God's word everywhere such that, you know, we're convinced just like David, just like David. And he was looking at a man that had been described with such accolades. And he told himself, see, my God has delivered me. My God has delivered me. Oh, you know, the moment he, he looked to God, the idea of what he needed to do came. Regardless of how simple that idea was, he took it because he, you know, he was counting on God. He was counting on God. Imagine how, I'm sure, but 
you know, maybe by the time he was packing stones, I'm sure hey, these guys would be just be looking at him like, hey, this guy, you're such a child. You don't even know what you're dealing with. Your mind is so small. You know, I'm sure they were just looking at him. But verse 37 said, he said, David said, moreover, the Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear, he would deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. You know, by the time he said that and was convinced of God's word, oh, Saul couldn't agree with him less. He just said, see, go. And the Lord be with thee. I'm sure when Saul was probably saying that, maybe he didn't, of course, he, cried, he didn't understand because, I mean, things have been going on for the past 40 days. And then he just says, see, okay, fine. You seem to be convinced about what you're saying. So just go ahead. Go. And the Lord be with thee. Hallelujah. The Lord is with us. The Lord is with us. We cannot be shaken. We cannot be deceived made we cannot be destroyed because god is with us oh we have his word hallelujah the bible says he sent forth his word and he healed them the word of god works the word of god always works and we must be convinced of this oh it's either we win or we win glory to god we're not losing we're not losers we're believers and not doubters we are winning that is who we are that is who we are. Oh, what nation, what people have all these words of commandments. Oh, we have this word. We have a more sure word, an incorruptible word, a word that produces desired results always. And we must remain firm in it. Hallelujah. We must remain firm in it. We must guard our hearts. Oh, protect your hearts. Let's protect our hearts. Let's continue to flood our hearts, our minds with God's word that always works. And let's be convinced, let's be convinced that this word will always produce results. And the word brings forth fruits in our lives in the name of Jesus. God is a good God. He never fails. His word never fails. Glory to God. So we continue to walk in the consciousness of who we are in Christ Jesus. We continue to walk in that life. We continue to flood our gates with God's word. And as we do that, we see great results in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for your word this morning. We thank Thank you because your word works. Hallelujah. We are convinced. We are not, we're not weaklings, but we are audacious. We know who we are in Christ Jesus. And so we walk in that consciousness, we walk in that reality, and we see your word bringing forth fruits in our lives, bringing forth fruits in our situations, standing and, and turning things around for our good. Oh, we know we win always. Hallelujah. I say that we win or we win. We are winners because we are believers. We are children of God. We are mindful of who we are in Christ Jesus. And your word always works for us. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus, this month is a blessed month for us because your word works. Hallelujah. We know how it will turn out because your word works. We do not give room to the devil. We do not give room to the enemy. But we declare in the name of Jesus that it's a blessed and beautiful and fruitful month of the overflow for us. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Have a blessed day, everyone. God bless you.